Okay, we're all in take five. Hook them up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Hook them up, hook them up. Final hour of our 25 this week. It's five hours a day, every day. The only local morning sports conversation in the ATX throughout Central Texas. And wherever you're listening, appreciate you doing it. Whether you're on 1019, appreciate all the uh, emails to tie up the signals. You're struggling with it, but we got some good ones that uh, signal good today. So we appreciate that. Also on AM 1260. And the signal is always great when you stream it on the Horn app, where those numbers continue to grow, and we appreciate that very much. Also on our YouTube channel, at our website at hornfm.com, the Twitch channel there. You can watch the show, which is uh, appreciated. Appreciated. Yeah. It says, hey, Ian Rod, either your fellows want to check out two of the top offensive players in Central Texas high school tonight or anytime this year, Noah Boris and uh, Andrew Petter of Georgetown. We've got spots for you in the press box during our oh, broadcast. There you go. Hey, thanks for that, dude, Kelly. We really appreciate that. Not tonight. I'm going to really go nice. to the bull riding, but uh, this year I'll get out to a Georgetown game. Yeah, I'll try to get out some high school football games, too, this year. At, at, at one point, I'll put like a little schedule together, try to get to see some I'd of the, like the better athletes. I'd like to be at that uh, Vandergrift Dripping Springs game. That's going to be, yeah. The Dirty Drip tonight. The yeah. Dirty Drip. <laughs> Remember, they played last year at Vandergrift, and that game kind of signaled that uh, Austin Novosad and Dripping Springs were for real because they went into Vandergrift and won that game. Yeah, yeah. And Vandergrift ended up playing for the state championship. Mm-hmm. And now Austin Novosad is off to Oregon and uh, beginning his college career. The the post, and of course, um, Vandergrift replacing Braden Buchanan at quarterback as well. So uh, that'll be good. So hook him up and uh, get out there to your high school football games this weekend. If not, uh, you need to get to uh, Austin Gambler days. Uh it's going to be the weekend, right? You get to uh, celebrate. Kids get in free on Sunday. Yeah, I love that. Bring the whole family out, man. And I think that we have some giveaways for the kiddos, too. Like the first, like some of the first oh, they uh, all kinds few. Of, they call all kinds of Yellowstone gear they're giving away. Yeah, they're giving away Yellowstone hats. you know if you bull riding, like you like Yellowstone. You get the <laughs> Ranch stuff. Is that just a, you're going to make, they make that connection with most sure. of the bull riding fans out there? Oh, yeah. I like Yellowstone. It wasn't bad. Well, it, it jumped the shark, though, I'll admit. Oh. Yeah, the, the last season just... It wasn't really compelling, let's be honest. Well, it happens it was, to a lot of great shows, though. A lot of great shows, the reason their last two seasons, maybe we have like an epic four-season run, like the last season or the last two seasons will be bad. Because they just like in sports, they still all your good coaches when you have a really good run with a team. They still all your good writers. All your good writers are gone. Yeah, They're all working on other projects, well, their own passion projects. They get paid for other stuff to do other stuff. Yeah, that's what happens. And you're kind of chasing storylines, you know what I mean? I mean exactly. You know, what are you going to write about? and <laughs> How many times can John D- Dutton survive? Get shot or get shot or beaten or whatever. Yeah, there's a point in like, like season three where you're like, okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, this guy's got I nine got, lives. I'm like watching a soap opera here. Yep. This is like days of our lives on a, on a, on a ranch. Pretty much. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it was cool for a while, but you're right. That's all you, if that's all it's going to be, you're not going to get six, seven, eight seasons out of that. You got to get. But it was good while it lasted. It was good while it lasted. And, he's, and you know what? Taylor Shirt is down. He's got so many other projects now. He basically. He comes up with all the content for Paramount now. I know. Oh, he's <laughs> he's done all well. his shows. He's done well. <laughs> yeah, he's done really well. He's done well. But, uh, yes, that was, you know, and I still love Beth Dutton. Who doesn't love Beth? Hey, and, what's not to love? And Rip. Mm. Yeah, everybody wanted to be a cowboy for like two years, and that thanks to Yellowstone. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I want to say the tourism in Montana, through they've the done roof. a number. The tourism went through the roof just because people came to Montana to see Montana because of the show. 
when I've always said that when you see Yellowstone and you see the Dutton Ranch and the, the scenery and the views, mm-hmm. I was I had a, well, the first time we watched it. I told my wife, I said, "That's what the ranch looked like where I worked." Where you work, yeah. I was, I was like, "Looks it just does like look that. like that." No, it looks just like that. No, no, Montana does like, look like. My wife went to University of Montana. It looks like that. Yeah, well, yeah. and the ranch I worked in was Wyoming, but it was only like an hour. Not even that. It was like you know, mm-hmm. seventy miles south of the Montana border. It all looks the same, now. Northeast, but it's just beautiful. beautiful. It's God's country. <laughs> all right, so that'll be happening. Gambler days, high school football. Round Rock Baseball this weekend. So you got a lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hot, but you're going to enjoy it, I promise you. Uh, your weekend is here. It also includes the Longhorns. Now, you can't go to the game until next Saturday at 2.30 against Rice. But uh, it's gonna be hot. the mock game, Rod, the mock game. And you talked about this, that uh, you know it's important to, to show guys how this is going to work, how it's going to operate. You yep. know, rep it. Uh, if you're going to be good at it, rep it. And so this week they've kind of treated the entire week like what next week will be so it's not foreign to the newer players and the young guys and say this is how we operate on game week. And you talked about time management, that that's something all young players struggle with. Is now school's in. Mm-hmm. you got the girls you're chasing. Yep. Trying to live the nightlife a little bit. Got to be, be, be 18, 19. Got to go to class. So you have to figure out how to uh, yep. line all that up, right? Yep. And I think the, the you know the best thing for uh, a lot of the young guys who are coming in, and this is what the dress rehearsal is for the mock game. It's for the young guys. They may you know they so they'll know what time to be places. They'll know exactly what the protocol is for it. How you dress? That's a big thing, right? Kick. Can dress any kind of way. Other guys dress, you know, a certain type of way, whether it be business casual, or whatever, for different events um, and where to be. Some coaches like to meet before they get on the bus, and some coaches say get on the bus. You got to know all that kind of stuff. That's what the dress rehearsal is for. And you know, people talk about the freshman wall all the time. You know, the freshman wall to me is not just about uh, being overwhelmed with the the physical toll that you know the season uh, has on you when you take your uh, play to the next level, uh, whether it be more games played or just more workouts, strength, uh, conditioning, all that kind of stuff. But it's actually about the the toll uh, that it takes on the other aspects of your life because you know you got to devote a lot of time to your, your craft, cultivating your craft, which is football or sports, whatever it may be, and hopefully you're putting in extra time because you want to be really, really good. So you're putting in more time than ever at working your craft, but then you're a student, all right? So you got the obligations of being a student, study hall, all that kind of stuff. Then there's a social element. Like you said, hey, man, I want to go out on dates. I want to go out to dinner. I want to kick it with the guys, chill, go girls. see a movie. Yeah, I'm trying to hang out a little bit, too. You got to, hey, you got to manage that as well. You got to put that somehow into your schedule. <laughs> and now these guys, they have NIL opportunities. They got to go sign stuff. They got to go have, make appearances, autograph sessions. You got to, that, that's two hours or maybe an hour that you didn't have in your schedule that I didn't have to worry about. They got to put that into the schedule now, too. So there's just a lot more demands on your time as a player. And to me, a lot of the rookie wall or the freshman wall, that's it, too, is that you're just exhausted overall because you, you have mismanaged your time. And I think having the older veteran players there, uh, who have been there and kind of been through all this to be the tutors, essentially, for the young guys. Your coaches or your teachers, they'll tell you, you know, exactly what they expect and give you the lesson plan. But you got now veteran players who can say, all right, I know coach explained it like this, but this is how I actually do it. And it makes it a little bit easier for me. Or, uh, you know, I know you got this kind of schedule. Hey, this is when I get my weights in because it works for my schedule. And then you can kind of help these young guys formulate their own plan that's comfortable for them. So, and even when it comes to the mock game, it's even better because the coaches don't have to work as hard to explain all the little details to every person on the roster like they did when they first got here because you got tutors now. 
Now you got veteran players who can explain it to the young guys, who can break it down for the young guys in addition to the coaches telling them. So you're just getting it. I think you're getting all the uh, the information you need from a lot of different sources now for the players. So that's what the mock game is all about. So they can, like you said, they can rep it. And then the, 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 the habitual, all right, the habitual becomes ritual. Where it's, it's all the time the same thing. You get on that regimen. And that's what athletes are comfortable with is that regimen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and Sark said it this week. I mean, we want to develop good habits. Mm-hmm. And that's what the mock week is about. I need you guys to understand how it's going to work. You develop your adult. That's one thing Sark has done is he's treating these, these, these young guys like grown men. They're professionals. They're pros. Yeah. You're making money in NIL. Uh, you know, we, we sell that on the recruiting trail. You know, Mac used to say, look, they're their kids. They're just kids. And they're amateurism, student athletes. Now, but Sark has kind of flipped that. No, no, these are these are these are adults, and we're going to treat them like adults, and we're going to respect them and get to know them and connect with them. Same time, we need adult habits here, guys, because uh, yes, we know you're going to chase girls and and go out. At the same time, we know you got nil deals, but you you got to show up and do your job. But when it's a, when it's player led and it's one to one, and you're doing it for your teammate, that's when okay, I'm going to go to bed early tonight. I'm not going to go out chasing the girls because we got a game. Exactly. Good habits need to develop. We'll have more on that coming up. And uh, behind the burn orange curtain at the bottom of the hour with Rod. Also, we'll get some what's popping before we wrap it up and wrap up our week here on Ian Rod B. A couple of notes, though, Rod, from the uh, world of the National Football League. There's a couple of stories. Uh, if you're going to make one bet, you can hold me to this. You're going to make one bet. Any futures bet? Ty, you making any futures bets in the NFL? Mr. I don't do futures. Come on. Take under four and a half wins for the Arizona Cardinals. Take it now. Don't, don't Thank me later. There's a fire sale going on. Take me take under four and a half wins for the Arizona Cardinals. They will not win five games. You gonna put money on it? Put yes. money where your mouth yes, is. Yes, I will. Okay. Uh, because yesterday they traded Isaiah Simmons, the former eighth pick overall just a few years ago, to the Giants. New York Football Giants for a seventh round pick. For a seventh round pick. That's how you know they were just like we gave them up. We'll take whatever, whatever you're giving, we'll take it. <laughs> uh, and the Giants were like, okay. And they, did they negotiate anything? You could have got a – he's a first-round pick. You could have got a fifth or a fourth rounder for him. And then they drafted a – or traded their former third-round pick out of the University of Houston a couple of years ago, uh, Josh Jones, uh, a tech, uh, an offensive lineman to the Texans because the Texans were looking for a swing tackle, a b- yeah. versatile offensive lineman that could provide some depth behind Titus Howard and and, and, uh, and Laramie Tunsil and that offensive line. So they pick him up for – same thing, not much. Uh, it was a. I think they got a. They traded him and a seventh for a fifth. So yeah. they got a fifth for him. And by the way, it was a good move for the Texans. He, that guy can play guard, tackle. He can play guard and right, right tackle and left tackle. Excellent move. So, and the word out of Arizona is that this is Jonathan Gannon, their first year head coach, who's come in from Philadelphia trying to set set culture, like you, uh, you know, making examples of guys because maybe Isaiah Simmons didn't go hard on a play in a preseason game last okay. week. And so, okay, the Giants are like, all right. We'll take a top-ten talent for a seventh-round pick <laughs> who's only 25 years old. Pick. Wow. Uh, I, think, I think we can get something out of him. Yeah. Uh, so it appears to me, much like you and I are familiar with this, Rod, because for the last couple of years the Texans were trying to lose games. Okay. And failed, actually. They, <laughs> they failed they, the they, test at they, the end. They failed at tanking, yeah. Failed at the end. They did very well. <laughs> for most of it. But this year the Arizona Cardinals, their new, remember, new head coach, mm-hmm. new general manager, Kyler Murray is hurt. He's not going to play. I, I doubt he plays this year. Now, they're talking about him coming back, but if you're 0-6, why would you ever rush Kyler Murray back on the field this and if, year? And if you are tanking, Kyler Murray is only going to yeah. hurt your Make tanking Make sure he gets fully <laughs> healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you, you, know, you might need to trade so him. So your quarterbacks right now are Colt McCoy, who we love to death, but he's 35 years old. 
He's a veteran. He's Colt McCoy. He's a vet. They traded for Joshua Dobbs yesterday from the Cleveland Browns because Dobbs got beat out by Dorian. Uh, who's the UCLA kid that, that won? The Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR. Yeah, uh, UCLA. Yeah. He won the backup job behind Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, so yeah. they made him expendable. They pick him up to bring competition. Your quarterbacks are Colt McCoy, Josh Dobbs, or Jeff Driscoll. Oh, forgot or, about. He used to be a Texan then. Right. Yeah. Who's good at tanking? Uh, or, <laughs> or, or. The other one would be fifth round draft pick out of the University of Houston, Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. okay. So those are your quarterbacks. Who's their best running back? Arizona. Um, Ty, best running back. James Conner. Yeah, it's got to be him. I'm, I, I got to go look up there. At their Keontae depth Ingram. Who? Keontae Ingram. Okay. Oh, best receiver. Good job. There, best receiver Ty. in Arizona. Is, I think it's Hollywood Brown, but. Hollywood Brown, Andy Isabel, if he's still there. Isabella's gone. Did he get cut? Yeah, he's with. I forgot now, but he because I like I love me some Isabella too. JJ oh, Watt retired, right? Yeah, I Isaiah think Simmons it, traded. I think it's Hollywood Brown is their best receiver. Take but, the under four and a half. Just do it. What division they play in? One of the toughest with Niners. Seahawks. Niners are good. Seahawks are good. Rams. Rams okay. Yeah, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose every game in that division. That's for damn sure. They're not gonna. Maybe they can beat the Rams once. I don't know. Take the bet. Tell them. Thank me later. Take the and bet. and they are later. and they are going to end up drafting one and two. If the Texans are bad next season, you think the season. Texans have the second worst record in all the NBA NFL this year? No, I think the Texans will be improved. I don't think they'll be that bad, but I could, you know, I, I could see something it's probably disastrous be a top 10 happening. Pick, the, it'll the, be a top the, ten. I don't know about number two, but it'll be a top ten pick. Because yeah. the Cardinals are going to have their own first pick, which will be one. Yep. And, and now they the own Texas the Texans pick, pick next year and because have, of the Will Anderson. And they have three third round picks too. Yes. Just throwing that in there, so they. They're, they're accumulating some. They're stockpiling draft uh, capital, and I think if they get that one and two pick, and they tank, and like if you if you're right, they're going to end up being the worst team and get the number one overall pick. Well, I think they're thinking that. There's a lot of talk. They're going to draft Caleb Williams. Yep. They're going to draft the quarterback, and then they'll trade Kyler Murray for something. Boom. There you go. That's why Kyler can't play this year. Yeah. He can't play this year because they need him to get 100 percent healthy, not to help them. Well, actually, yes, to help them, but so they can trade him, and other teams will cover him. him. Yeah. Yes. Um, and deal with his. Video game habits and not yeah, studying. Yeah, you go out there. And that's the, the but if you have a chance to get Caleb Williams and he's as good as advertised, got take it. Could be back to back Heisman trophies. And you know if they have the Texans high pick, you could end up with a Ooh. gosh, you know Marvin Harrison Jr. or one of these oh. studs that, that's out there. That's what they're banking on, and that's why I think take the four, under four and a half because I think they're trying to lose games. When yeah. you start trading good players to or potentially good players, twenty five year old. Top ten picks because mm-hmm. you know they're not fitting your culture like you want to. Yeah. That's that's tone setting. Like you're you know, you're you're setting tone, uh, but you're not trying to win games this year. That's pretty obvious. I would also say this. This was a storyline that uh, I was intrigued by yesterday in the NFL. Uh it, you know, in addition to the fact we know we're gonna see Aaron Rodgers play in the preseason game against the Giants tomorrow night. Yep, they're gonna play him. Aaron Rodgers is gonna play, so that'll be something to watch. We know that the Jets Made the move to sign uh, Dalvin Cook, right? They brought in Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. The next big name, Josh Jacobs, is going to play for the Raiders this year. Yep. There have been talks, though, that the Miami Dolphins had talks with the Raiders about a trade for Josh Jacobs. And remember, they wanted Dalvin Cook, too. Again, the Dolphins wanted Dalvin Cook, so yeah. pretty clear the Dolphins are in on running back, yep. which means they're probably not real happy right now with Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert or even Devin A. Chain, the rookie out of AM. They're looking for a, a, a workhorse. They need somebody that can be a workhorse back. Those guys are like complimentary backs. They are a workhorse. Jonathan Taylor wants out of Indianapolis. Mm. Are the Dolphins the team that make the move for him? They know that the Jets. By the way, give Aaron Rodgers credit. He took less money, took $35 million less to he be did. able to afford a guy like yep. Dalvin Cook uh, to save some money, and now they've got him. 
Do you think by the time we kick off this NFL season, Rod, that the that Jonathan Taylor is in Miami? I would also say that a guy named Dov Kleiman on Twitter reported that the Philadelphia Eagles have begun a pursuit of Jonathan Taylor. Uh, it wow. says the Colts have rejected a trade offer from from the Dolphins and that uh, maybe the Philadelphia Eagles have stepped in. So Please. it sounds like sounds like the Col- you want the Colts to get Jonathan you want the Eagles to yes. get Jonathan Taylor? Pay him. Capstrap yourself, please take him. Yeah, the, the thing about it, Howie Roseman. This is this is a move that would be uncharacteristic of Howie Roseman. Yeah, especially overvaluing, overpaying for the running back position. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B size, Megan the Stallion size. But is he is known as a, you know a, a gambler, somebody who will go all in when he when he needs to. They still have one more discounted year on Jalen Hurts' rookie deal. They right. signed him to the new contract, but it doesn't kick in until after this year. So they still technically could make could make it work with Jonathan Taylor, restructure some things, you know, recalibrate uh, some of their salary cap. They could make it work and move some things around, and maybe this is the all-in move for the Eagles to get them to the next level, to be a Super Bowl champion. Well, you're trying to win the Super Bowl, right? Exactly. You were in the Super Bowl last year. And it would also tell me, but I think, again, these are just reports. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. But that would tell me the Eagles are not happy with Rashad Penny, who they signed from Seattle. One year They ago. traded for DeAndre Swift. And remember, mm-hmm. they, they, they got rid of Miles Sanders. They wouldn't re-sign Miles Sanders. He went to Carolina. So you wonder if they're unhappy with what they're getting from their backs right now. Now, they, won the, they went to the Super Bowl last year with Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott and Miles Sanders. The fact that they would maybe be considering Jonathan Taylor would tell you they're going all in. They're going to try to go. And think about an offense that would feature Jalen Hurts next to Jonathan Taylor with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. And a good offensive line. That's a problem. Mm, Yeah, it's a problem. And they know that the Cowboys have an elite defense. So the more weapons, and who else has elite weapons all over the NFC? And that's San Francisco. Well, not only that, the Cowboys' biggest weakness last year was their rush defense. Yes. And it was actually specifically their interior rush defense. They they drafted Mozzie Smith, first defensive tackle they've drafted in the first round since the early 90s. And the reports are he ain't ready. He's been underwhelming he, so he far. Is not, he, he'll be okay in two years or so, but right now he is not going to be your plug to help you plug the interior rush defense against the Eagles who run the who run the quarterback sneak better than any team in the history of the NFL and have a running quarterback, dual-threat quarterback in Jalen Hurts who was a power lifter, and they love the, what they call the tush-push. So if you want to build and construct your offense – uh, so that it can exploit the biggest weakness of the Cowboys defense because the cornerback spot opposite Trevon Diggs, that's not a weakness anymore. you got a former defensive player of the year all right, manning that spot, so don't be throwing over there. But where you can still attack is the interior of the rush defense. They don't know who the off-ball linebacker is going to be opposite uh, Leighton Vander Esch, and all they got is Jonathan Hankins as the plug in the middle. They don't have two like Mozzie Smith. Well, that's where you're going if you're Philly, and maybe that's what well, the maybe that's the inspiration for this move potentially. Well, we'll see. I mean, Howie Roseman <laughs> made the move last year to get A.J. Brown, and it changed that team. Yeah, it did. He gave up a first to get get A.J., and then they signed him. Uh, you know, you wonder if you trade for Jonathan Taylor, can you can you make him happy and not sign into the big deal? I mean, that becomes the question. If you're Jonathan Taylor and you're you promise him, look, we'll let you get to free agency. We'll let you get there, and you mm. can then be, be, we want you to help us win a Super Bowl. Now, because he's he's disgruntled in Indianapolis because he's entering the final year of his rookie deal. He doesn't like Jim Irsay. He knows that team is rebuilding right now because you got Anthony Richardson who played last night in their game, and he's got a ways to go. Rod, he's he's a work in progress. Uh, if you're yeah. Jonathan Taylor, if you're if you're Howie Roseman, could you roll the dice, get him, 
and you know, wait till the end of the year and see if you can oh, franchise tag him. Oh, good point. Or are you going to deal with the disgruntled Jonathan Taylor? But you feel like you have a great culture, you have a great mm. locker room. You got Jalen Hurts, you got AJ Brown. You got a chance to win a Super Bowl, and then hey, Jonathan Taylor, your value will never be higher than that, it's going to be. That's a good point. Maybe you can just get, get basically make make them short term deal and just give them guaranteed money. Like you said, franchise tag them, or just give them a franchise tag and a one year deal. And say, man, we're going to give, we're going to pay you though. Up front, before guaranteed money. In. Yes, before we'll give you like twelve million, but for one year. We, but you, we need it for and one you, year, and we won't tag you. And like we won't you, tag you. Can you. be yeah. the open market next off season. I, I can see that. And we're going for it. I can see because remember, basically Saquon Barkley and the Giants did something similar. Yes, remember, they he, did. He's, he's not franchise tagged. He just signed a one year deal, right? All in that in that franchise tag. Well, and Barkley was not guaranteed, not tagged. I mean, they could tag him again. I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, when I hear Roseman's in it, that tells me they're all in. They know they need to run the ball better. They haven't been happy with Rashad Penny and then maybe DeAndre Swift, who's more of a change of pace back, who they traded for from Detroit on draft night. Uh, but that would be a lethal combination. Jonathan oh, Smith with uh, Jonathan Taylor with De- DeAndre I mean, Swift. The Eagles would have won two offseasons in a row, basically. Yeah. Because like, uh-huh. you can say the Jets won the offseason of getting Aaron Rodgers, but, man, the Jets, that made them just a contender, not a Super Bowl contender. Well, I also will say <laughs> this. One other NFL note. As we head into the final weekend of the preseason, which kicked off last night, um, the, the Broncos are in trouble. Jerry Judy left practice yesterday Saw on a cart that. with a hamstring injury that they believe is very severe. Not as bad as Ty's growing injury from his 40-yard <laughs> dash yesterday or Kevin Hart's injury from his 40-yard dash, but it's not good. And the, the, the Broncos don't have any receivers now. Remember, they lost Tim Patrick early in camp. Oh, yeah. The other, they, had, they lost another receiver early in camp, and now Jerry Judy's hurt. Dolph, the Denver Broncos are a mess uh, for Sean Payton. Yeah, and, and Jerry he, Judy reports were having was having a really good camp, and you know Sean Payton was like, okay, we got our number one. Well, now he's out till October with a hamstring, and you've had injuries like that before, Rod. That's one that does that ever get better? I mean, uh, it's it's going to take you a while because you can't rush it back. You got to make sure things completely healed. I mean, at a, at a position like <clears throat> at a position like wide receiver, you got to make sure that thing is completely healed before you come back. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's devastating. Especially that. in that division. Are you like, trying to bring back Russell Wilson now without weapons? Ugh, yeah, we resurrect him. I mean, uh, you've got Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton is still there, right? Oh, yeah, okay. We got Cortland Sutton. He's a big guy. Yeah, I mean, out of SMU, they're hoping. Yep. But that because he's he's now your number one. Cortland Sutton is going to take draw the best coverage on your team. Uh, you've got Marquez Callaway. Um, he might have to make a move. I know. They might have to make a move and go get a wide receiver. Uh, from somebody trade for one. Yeah, because you're in a division that features the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders. Uh, you 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 fall a long way pretty quick in that division. I guess Sean Payne's wishing he he wouldn't have made those comments about Nathaniel Hackett. Now he's like, damn it, probably should have shut up about that. Yeah, well yeah. when they play the Jets Week Five in a game we're all going to watch now, Sauce Gardner will be covered. Cor- exactly. Corlin's son. That's a top three defense for the Jets, and they'll be trying to go to be. Oh, they're oh. just going to be oh molly whopping that Denver Broncos offense. And I will say one other thing ugly. on the NFL, then we'll come back behind the burn orange curtain. There's a there's a video going around of Aaron Rodgers in practice yesterday. I saw it. throwing a dart. On the run to his right, Sauce Gardner covering Alan Lazard, and he wasn't open. Like, there's no part of him that's open in the back of the end zone. And Aaron Rodgers still showing he's got it. Mm-hmm. He threw a ball about 35, 40 yards on a line and landed only where, like, it was almost like Alan Lazard, he caught it for him. Like, he put it over. The, I mean, it was such a great throw. And you're like, oh, gosh. Yeah, that's Aaron Rodgers yeah. still got that. Yeah, exactly. Like, Elite, like maybe the best that's ever done at his best, throwing the football uh, to a spot 
uh, and Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be fun to watch him this weekend against the New York football giants. He's going to play in the preseason for the first time since 2018, Rod. I mean, the Jets haven't had a quarterback that can be that accurate since when? Joe Namath wasn't accurate. Just telling you. Broadway Joe wasn't no. accurate. <laughs> His prediction was. <laughs> His prediction was right, but he was not an accurate quarterback. So what, Brett Favre wasn't that Kenny accurate? Kenny O'Brien? Brett, Brett, Brett Favre wasn't accurate either. No, not at that time. He was a strong arm. So you're saying this is the most accurate quarterback the Jets have ever had? Probably. Mark Sanchez? Dirty's <laughs> the Sanchez, baby. Mark Sanchez. Chad Pennington with the pop gun arm from, out of Marshall. Exactly. So you see why Jets fans are losing their minds right now. They, they haven't watched a quarterback like this in practice in, a, in maybe ever. When we come back, Rod takes us behind the burnt orange curtain one more time this week. Gets you ready for the weekend. Eight days to the start of the Longhorn football season with some what's popping before the end of the hour. Aaron Hogan, Rod Beavers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Oh man, Motley Crue, Motley Crue, big props to uh, our man Tommy Lee last night. Tommy Lee last night, Rod, we told you earlier, but the video is must-see. It's not safe for work, though, but it's must-see. Tommy Lee was not happy. They were playing the Sun Bowl in El Paso last night. Oh, yeah. The dudes from Motley Crue. This is a song called Girls, Girls, Girls. So right in the middle of the show, Tommy Lee comes out from behind his drum kit, excoriates the crowd and the females in the crowd for not flashing the stage nearly enough. Hey, like, I we're halfway through this show, and I have not seen enough I mean, breasts. what's the usual number he would have seen at that time? So we, we're assuming yeah. like... it's like this is a Molly Cruz show, y'all. By, by midway through, by, at that point in the show, he probably had seen, you know, I don't know, what, 30, 40 yeah. ladies that had flashed him at doing? some point during the show and probably got like 10. He's like, So disappointed. Up, he was what's disappointed. going on here? Yeah, he actually, he, he was quoted as he came out and he said, we're halfway through our set here and I haven't seen any dang titty sandals, he said. <laughs> I haven't seen any. What are we doing? How you so, I, so I wonder what the average is for him uh, that he would see throughout the show. This is halfway through the show, he said. So I wonder what the average yeah. is of, of number of flashes or times he's flashed oh. by a lady during a, a show, just one show. Turns out this was last Friday night. The, the videos just surfaced. Does it reach triple digits? Got to be, right? Well, so he goes to the step that he brought his own really hot wife out on stage, Brittany. She is, she is very attractive. And she showed them how to do it. Do you see her tatas in the video? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I still haven't seen the video. So oh, you need it. to watch it. She, you she, see them with a side of shake. She flashes them. She jiggles them. And then is this on Twitter? What is this on? Mm, yeah, you can see it. You can get on X. Uh, yeah, I'll it's send it to you, Ty. I'll send it to you. It's on yeah. the X. Um, but yeah, but but I'm glad he did this because I think there are a lot of men who were there with their women, and the, the crowd is what? What's the average age of this crowd? Forties, forty some, forties, fifties, forties, fifties. Like and, I'm fifty years old. Exactly. And, uh, These women are past their flashing prime. They're they're past their flashing days. You're never past that. They're, you know, well, yeah, you are. Be you're, proud of that. You can't be a grandmother flashing people. Uh, you ever it? been to Mardi Gras? Uh, exactly. Uh, you know what? She don't get my beads. All right, Grandma. <laughs> you ain't getting my beads for that. No. <laughs> I'm right. I want the prime pair. Anyway, but those women, are, you know, the men are probably there, 50, 40-something-year-old uh, men, women. With They're probably married. And they were probably reluctant to, to flash in front of their husbands, some other man, their booze in front of their husband. And then he brought mm-hmm. out his woman. They're flashing for the music, yeah. His woman is. He brought out his woman to say, listen, don't be insecure about your woman flashing me because I'm going to let y'all get to enjoy my woman flashing you. And that made all the other men go, babe, you should flash them. Show them off. Show them off. And now everybody's just flashing everybody. And that's a beautiful thing. 
Yeah, Brittany Furlan, Furlan is his uh, wife now. Remember, he was married to Pamela Anderson for a while. Yeah. Hey. Uh, but she is oh, a— she's stacked now. She's, she's got the Pamela she's Anderson. She's a prime set. Uh, exactly. says here she is an Internet personality. Internet personality nah. based from Los Angeles. Influencer. That's what it means. She was basically an influencer at one point. You know, and he probably slid into the DMs. And the, and the rest is history. Occupation. Internet personality. Exactly. Actress and comedian. Which one's first? How did it say they met? I guarantee he slid into them DMs. Oh, slid no right question. on in them DMs, man. <laughs> saw, saw a little vine and was like, hey, your vine is fine, and so are you. <laughs> Done. There you go. Done deal. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, but yeah, some people some people say they don't want to see a bunch of old ladies flashing. Uh, uh, that's the first two in this video that I've seen here. Yeah, it's like for the older ladies flashing. Wait till the end. Wait till the end because Brittany comes out and I, I delivers. Like, I like how whenever these girls see themselves on the big screen, they're like, "Oh, oh, sorry." <laughs> exactly, because she's a mom. Mom's gonna like, see me. Exactly. My kids are like, watching. Oh, my kids, they're teenagers. Exactly. That's why women in their forties they don't flash like they used to. Come on. Well, look, I'm fifty, and Motley Crue was like my band of the eighties. I loved Motley Crue. I had exactly. like, pictures on the wall. Would you let your wife go there and flash to that Motley Crue concert? You're mad. I couldn't stop her if she wanted to. <laughs> She, you're right. You're right. That's a good point. You probably couldn't. I don't do think she about would. It. But if she did, I couldn't say. What am I going to say? <laughs> you can say nothing. Ooh. That's a good point. Yeah, that's what you need to say. Yeah. You moat moat son of a. <laughs> yeah. Let's go behind. It is the fifth uh, fifth quarter. Hey, there you go. it's the fabulous fifth quarter. It, oh, Friday, fifth quarter on a Friday. Yes, that's when we yes. motorboat. So we appreciate Tommy Lee. We appreciate Molly Crew, and that's a good that's a good thing to do. I don't know if that's going to happen any of the live music around Austin this weekend, but oh uh, man. Tommy Lee expects it. He was disappointed. Let me show you how to do that. God Let's bless uh, him, go behind the burnt orange curtain. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? That's what it Rod, you said uh, you ain't getting my bead. Sensitivity training for Rod being an ageist. No, I'm not an ageist. I'm, I admire, uh, you know, the, the breasts of all. Women, shapes, sizes, colors, doesn't matter to me. I need you said all. He says E's wife would rather go see Jack Ingram. Come on now, that's a low blow. You haven't heard that story. You know the country music star Jack Ingram was my wife's oh, like boyfriend as in middle school. And oh. She, he was actually the first person <gasps> to go uh, up her shirt. What? Yeah. Oh, I've story. never heard this. True story. Good oh. dude, though. I like Jack. Good dude, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's a good guy. Oh, that like is. Like they were in middle school in the I, Woodlands. I've never heard that story. Okay. Yeah, she admits it. Okay. Well, maybe she would flash Molly Crew. <laughs> no, she wouldn't. <laughs> I'm just maybe back then. I don't I'm know. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. they were like That's it was. A... It was just harmless. Uh, you know. Yeah. Well. Well. You know how it is when you're trying to get to second base when you're I in eighth say, grade. Second base is everything when you're in eighth grade, man. Come on now, I'm trying to steal second like I'm Ricky Henderson around yeah, here. Catch me in the the movie theater at Barton Creek. Oh, oh man, that's Ty, all, Ty all got, types of debauchery Ty, happening there. I got branded by a clothes hanger. That was that freshman reason. year of high school. Trying trying to get a 14 year old uh, girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It he works. <laughs> he was 14 at the time, too, by the way. So some people know I was just, he was also 14. Somebody said, you guys should start a new segment, Flash Him Friday. Come on now. Flash Him Friday. Oh, man. That, that video is worth the watch, by the way. You it like is it? worth the watch. Yes. You like it? Yeah. It See, is, isn't, it legal, isn't it still legal you can go around topless in Austin? Is that a thing? You can do that? Just go hang out at Barton Springs. Being topless is not illegal in if every you, like state and every city. Right. If you were to uh, leave this show. At 11 o'clock, after the fabulous fifth hour, 25th hour of the week, 
and went down and placed your little blanket down there at Barton Springs, you would you would you see, see I still see I still mm-hmm. see some. See, oh, I, yeah. I like I like some mystery though. I don't like it all just hanging out all the time like that. Well, there'd be some that well, you wouldn't really want to see. I know, but, <laughs> but even, then at Barton Springs, you see some that you. I feel would. like these days. <laughs> Even if if they're if they're wearing a shirt, it's eighty percent of the time it's see through. Like when I go out, it's just like, yeah, he's right. Yeah, women. Yeah, there's nipples true. everywhere. Young, yeah, you're right. What is young this ladies, mystery you're yeah, of? he's right. Mystery, young, I mean, I just I like it's a good surprise. A lot more scantily clad ladies these days. Bart yes. Springs yeah. still still still, still topless every now and then. I've not been in a long time, but my buddy says he goes all the time. Still, it's still happening. Women are free. Good, good for ladies. I'm just I'm just wondering because you can still be topless and well, not. The, the word is that the, the like a lot of authorities. the authorities. The adult Try entertainers who work in the evenings and overnights, that's, mm-hmm. they like to get that good natural tan going, you know? Get that natural sun. Oh, are they sunning their uh, their vajayjay? <laughs> that's a thing. Did y'all not know that? Vitamin D. It is a thing, There's I swear. There's the way you said that. Remember, they, remember Aaron well, Rodgers? I what Oprah calls it. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah call, if Oprah can use it, I can use it. <laughs> I mean, it's just midday television. Oprah can use it. Well, anyway. no, it's been proven that sunning your uh, your undercarriage yes, is a good, it's a it's thing. good for you. Yeah, remember, uh, remember the woman that Aaron Rodgers was dating? What's uh, the starlet? What's her name? Olivia Munn. No, 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 no. No, no, it's the other one. The crunchy hippie. Yeah. The hippie girl. Her name is... Yeah, I forget her name right now. But Cheyenne Woodley. Yeah, Shailene Woodley. Woodley. Good job. Good job. Yeah, she was big into it. That was one of her things. She would go out and she would sun it, make sure it got proper vitamins, and it would apparently it worked. Well, I don't Uh, know if it worked. She said it worked. Well, it's called perineum sunning. Perineum sunning says here is a social media influence and celebs have claimed this practice boasts a. Uh, a bunch of benefits like more energy, increased libido, yeah. or libido, enhanced mood, better sleep, more creativity. Uh, doctors aren't sure. <laughs> and you think it's a bunch of BS? B- you bullish or BS on that? <laughs> bullish or BS on perineum sun? That seems time. like a Kristen Dunst. Kirsten, uh, sorry. Yeah. I'm messing up all the names, but yeah. crunchy, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that. That's a crunchy hippie thing. Hey, I'm going on the sun today. Does it work, does it work both ways for men? I but, think it does. Men do it too. Because it, it actually is about that perineum area, which women and men. You have is it a, super sensitive? It's the taint. Yes. <laughs> Try to avoid the street term for it. <laughs> the perineum. Yes, the perineum. Okay. That's a, the medical terminology. People who regularly do that, it says, should only do it between 30 seconds and five minutes. Experts. Right, so that's enough. Because that's where the, the, the light don't shine down there. Ever. Yeah, can, you can do. You get some sun damage down there. You don't want sun damage down there. Think about how how think about how, how painful it is when your ears are sunburned or like your nose. Imagine that area down there getting some the sunburn. The skin of the perineum is some of the thinnest and most vulnerable, according to uh, experts. You didn't have to tell me that. I think we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need the medical journals to break that down for me. Uh, can we get behind the burner's courage just quickly? Or I do thought you say we already screw? were. <laughs> we're just going to say that. where we are? <laughs> we, were, we were. Yeah, we went off the rails and behind the curtain there. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you know, does Aaron Rodgers, did he take that... Um, does he do this now? Did he take that practice from well, Shailene know, Willie? Does he? Because he's a wild guy. He goes on doggies retreats, ayahuasca. He likes Shailene. Yeah. Like taught him a lot. I she might did. Have to try, I'll try it today. I'll, I'll get back to you on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't take a video, Ty. Much like your forty-yard dash. And don't do that in public either. Don't go out doing that in public. Do that at your house because I don't want some other story to come out. I'll go to Barton Springs to do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's, that's the next challenge I'm going to do. No, that is no, no, no. You're going to go to jail over how, that challenge. How long can I uh, <laughs> soak my perineum in the sun for? 
Can it I says make it between longer thirty minutes? seconds and five minutes? Don't don't go home. <laughs> don't, like, don't challenge. Oh man! Can you imagine if you got sunburn there? That would hurt. So, like to be the oh, worst. It'd be terrible. Terrible. Oh man! Okay. Go do it, Ty. So no burn on his curtain here. We're going to ask him to ask a question to <laughs> this get. This is us. the fifth hour on Friday. That Let's keep true. It is on a Friday too, guys. So that's why we're way off the rails. A real quick question for the people out there on the Specs X line. <clears throat> After Brett Yarmark, you know, made his very controversial statement there in Lubbock. Where do you have the Texas Tech game ranked uh, among um, uh, most important games of the season for Texas next season? Um, is it in the top three? Because I have Bama. I have mm, Oklahoma and K-State are close, but I think K-State right now is ahead of Oklahoma for me. And then Oklahoma and then Tech. I got Tech fourth. Ty, you said you had them third on your list of yeah, important I'd, games. I'd probably go Alabama, Oklahoma, Tech, Kansas State. Okay. Well, again, uh, I again the Alabama game is huge. It's a it's a clash of traditional powers, and obviously Alabama's been a power of late. And the last time they played was last year, but before that, the national championship game. Uh, Texas' first trip there in a hundred years. I get all the reasons it's huge, but to me, the biggest game every year is the Oklahoma game. Period. It That's the be. biggest yeah. game of the year. That's your rival. And because it's not a conference game, I think that one I would put K State uh, here. Uh, ahead two. of it and Alabama three, but again, as far as sex appeal and the game and uh, the, but as far as the importance to the to the success of the season, you're talking about goals, which yeah, are win the Big Twelve, achieving your goals, yeah, OUK State. I, I can't argue with and that. And then Tech to follow, just because you're about if if you lose to Alabama, you still have goals intact yeah. in terms of winning the Big Twelve. And um, if you go in and win that game, it changes everything. So, but you have Tech now though, fourth, F- third is the con. Well. My my biggest – well, let me say it this way. Most concerned about, if you're a Texas fan, conference games, one is OU because every year you got to win that game. At K-State, Two, too. K-State Pur- here. kryptonite. I would say three TCU at Fort Worth. Wow, you got TCU ahead of Tech on that one. Okay. Because this Sonny Dykes guy, man, national coach of the year. He's never lost to Texas. Uh, he's got, you know – he, he 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 like Gary Patterson before him. They like beating Texas. Yeah, they do. Purple uh, kryptonite. And that's there. That's that's when that game is right after they play K State here. Back to back purple kryptonite. Yes. So and that also worries me that stretch there because I think it's K State TCU and Iowa State. If I'm not mistaken, that is a stretch. When I talk about the schematic kryptonite for Sark that turns Sark into Stephen, like uh, Superman into Clark Kent. They all run that three high three down defense. K State runs it. TCU runs it. And Iowa State has perfected it. So that'll be a stretch, a hellacious stretch for Sark, just schematically trying to overcome something that's given him a lot of trouble. Uh, thank you, Rod. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll take your thoughts on that. By the way, uh, July, of, July 19 of 2021 is when Shailene Woodley admitted that uh, with uh, she implores all females let the sun shine on their lady bits. There you go. Get that vitamin D. I like to give my mm-hmm. JJ a little vitamin D. <laughs> yeah, said. you do, girl. <laughs> Yeah, she knew that quote was going to go viral. I want to give Mava JJ some vitamin D. Look at, look at CB says. I love. <laughs> Behind a, the brown. I love a natural way to heal, she said. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she said, spread your legs and. Oh, and just let the sun let it do its work. Yeah. She ain't shaving. <laughs> she's, yeah, she, well, she's, she's really like a hippie. You she's, know? Just, so yeah, she, she's a hippie. So she's she probably hippie. doesn't shave a lot. She eats like clay and weird stuff. It's strange. <laughs> she does. I'm not making that up. Go look. Ask, go, go, I'm saying, go look it up. She, says she eats a li- weird type of clay. She said, if you live in a place that has heavy winters, when the sun finally comes out, spread your legs and get some sunshine. 
Thank you, Shane. Yeah, your JJ can get sad <laughs> in the winter. I think we could probably. I think we, I think we have audio of this. We could actually pull this and keep it. Can we keep that? We'll come back. Uh, it'll be what's pop. <laughs> we know what's pop. We know what's pop. We'll be back. <laughs> The Horns text line is brought to you by Specs. Specs wide spirits and finer foods. You're on the way. Less to pay. Everyday store. Cheers to savings. Aaron Hogan. Rod Paper. Austin, Texas. Sports. The Horn. Oh, yeah. Ties this jam of the Motley Crew now. Got in his blood. Oh man, 14 years old. This was this was your this is all me. Kickstart your heart, man. That's what Tommy Lee was all about. Hey, it's uh, what's popping time. It's what's popping time. You got any? Uh, you have a little what's popping theme there, Ty? I do like the Motley Crue though. I do like the. Uh, I like that. The kickstart your heart. Mm-hmm. Motley Crue was a jam band, and that's why I like that Tommy Lee even at his age. How old is Tommy Lee? Gotta be 50. 58, 57, maybe, he might be 60 pretty something. Good shape. He might be, he might be, six, be 58. I'm he saying 58. is 60 years old. Damn, I knew he was like 58, 60. 60 years okay. old. So I was in a range. And there he is with Rocking a 35-year-old Instagram wife. Hey, hey now. Hey now. And and, and getting her to flash the crowd. <laughs> I love it, man. They're still rock stars, man. You're damn right. Hey, let's get what's popping there, T.Y. What's popping? Brand new whip just hopped in. I got options. I can pass it. It's like stocking. What you doing this weekend, Rod? Last weekend without significant yeah. <clears throat> college football. Now, there is college football. There's high school there football some, all over the place tonight. Yeah. There's some college. I think I might try to catch some of that Notre Dame-Navy contest. That's like historic. One thirty tomorrow. Right? One thirty on NBC. It's in Ireland, right? Is it gonna it's be? in Dublin, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be cool. So I might try to catch some of that. That's historic. Sam Hartman. Yeah. Sam Hartman. And I do want to see Sam Hartman in that in that offense. See how Notre Dame's going to use him. Um, also, uh, this weekend, um, I, haven't, I haven't watched the latest Billions. Ooh. So I'm, I'm gonna have two billions to watch, two episodes of billions. Love that show. So There's my a favorite new one shows. on Sunday. Oh, it's great. So yeah. I haven't watched the last one though, so don't spoil it for me. I will not. Mm-hmm. I will not. But yeah, Notre Dame Navy tomorrow afternoon. Hawaii Vandy could be a decent game Saturday night. Uh, USC number six in the country in the preseason. San Jose State. They play San Jose State, so that game will happen. Also, you have NFL across the weekend with uh, two games that were played last night. But uh, tonight, Ooh. Detroit and Carolina, New Jets, England, Tennessee. Jets, Giants. Got to try to watch that one somehow. I want to see Aaron Rodgers. First preseason action. Well, you know, the NFL Network has really set these things up. So you have NFL Network tonight with New England, Tennessee. Um, and then the 49ers play the Chargers tonight. Those okay. will both be on NFL Network if you want yeah. to watch them. I don't know if anybody's going to play. Last night you had nobody playing for Atlanta against I, Pittsburgh. You nobody have a lot playing. of people playing. What's the 49ers? You'll see Trey Lance, maybe. maybe. And Sam Darnold. <laughs> also, uh, tomorrow at noon, if you're not going to watch the Notre Dame game, which most of you will, Cleveland plays Kansas City at noon on NFL Network. So, you know, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, but they probably won't play. And no then way. at uh, No way. And then at, what did they have? At 3 o'clock, NFL Network's going to bring you Jets-Giants. That's at 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And when 5 the, o'clock. When the Cowboys play, actually. 7 o'clock, Saturday night, with Vegas in town. I might watch. I might try to catch that one somehow. I know it's tough, but I know the NFL Network replays it, so I might try to catch one of the replays of it. On Big Fox... <clears throat> Big Fox on Sunday, the Texans play the Saints. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to watch that. That's at uh, yeah. 7 o'clock Sunday night. I'll try to catch some Sunday of that. night, you have Houston and New Orleans. By the way, Will Anderson's had a great preseason. It's just preseason, I get it. But his preseason's been really good. He's only played like 16 or 18 snaps, but he's been making a lot of plays Yeah, the Texans. Well, he's, he's, he needs to be an impact player to make that draft. But in, yeah. they're, they're counting on C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson to be foundational 
players, not just not just draft picks. They need to be the future of the organization. Agreed. Uh, yeah. And so far, Will Anderson has shown those flashes for sure, and that's not a surprise. He was, you know, Nick Saban said he's one of the, he's among the best defensive players he's ever, ever. coached. He's ever coached, yeah. and he's coached a lot of good dudes. Now, I remember there's, there's a little subplot to that Houston New Orleans game is that after they played last week against the uh, and got beat up by the Dolphins. They were supposed to do joint practices with the Saints this week, and uh, D'Amico Ryan said they called Dennis Allen and said, we don't want to do it. Yeah, and they never we're give a up. reason, right? He was said it, we're beat up. Just injuries, okay. We're yeah. beat up. And, um, you know, again, everyone's trying to get to the start start line as healthy as, as healthy possible. As possible, man. As healthy as I mean, again, yeah. Broncos and Jerry Judy on a cart yesterday with a hamstring. Killer injury for that football team. That's brutal. For Russell Wilson trying to make a you know a comeback and reinvent himself, that's brutal, man. One of those, I you know, selfishly, I'm like, man, I'd like to see some of these guys play, but then at the same time, all it takes is one of those, and you're like, oh, well, what do we do that for? And that's why none of these coaches want to play their guys in the what preseason. What do we do that for? Because yeah, it can happen any preseason game, any practice. It's like, just want to limit that exposure all right, as much uh, as you can. So, football, baseball, Astros in Detroit this Goose, weekend. Goose. Mariners only a game back. They're now tied with the Astros for second place. They will host Kansas City while the Rangers are in Minnesota all weekend against the first-place mm-hmm. Twins team. The Rangers have lost seven straight. What is happening to the Rangers? Meltdown. Enjoy your high school football games all over. That Vandergrift Dripping Springs, the biggest of the games. Cedar Park, Cedar Ridge tonight. Uh, we'll be talking about those games on Monday. Get out and enjoy. Also, Gambler Days. Gambler Days with the Austin Gamblers. It's fantastic. Tonight, I want that review. And as J.J. Gotch told us earlier, kids are free on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Get a ticket for you and the wife and you bring your kids. See some of the best bull riding you'll ever see right there at the Moody Center. Ty, do you have a gambling pick of the weekend? Uh, let's go ahead and take the Rangers tonight. I think that'll be, be easy. Let's break the streak. Yep. Oh, Homer pick. <laughs> no, I like it, though. Rangers. Yeah, they got to get off the side at one time. They're yeah. in a row, right? I mean, the Rangers are, are still a good ball club. They're still in first place. They've lost at seven straight. Probably needs to end in that one. They play the Twins tonight in Minnesota. Astros in Detroit. Royals and Mariners. Rod, have a great weekend, brother. You too, brother. Hey, everybody have a great weekend. If you missed any part of the five-hour extravaganza, including that scintillating perineum talk. Make sure to get some sun this weekend. Get some sun. Don't burn yourself, though. Wear your sunscreen. Uh, Be part of the solution, not the problem. Do something good for somebody. Have a great weekend. We're back at it 6 a.m. Monday morning. Jim Rome Show is next.